Welcome to the Scan Bite Size. In this episode, we ask how can human rights law improve women's health? We speak to the author of a new report that looks at laws around the world and how governments can use them to improve the health of women everywhere. Stay tuned for your bite of the action. My name is Marinka Vandermeulen. I'm excited to speak to Dr. Janini Shantosh, Senior Research Fellow and Program Manager, Health and Human Rights Program, the George Institute for Global Health and the Australian Human Rights Institute at UNSW Sydney. Hello, Janini. It's great to see you. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Marinka. So, Jan, you've been working on a report. Can you tell us a bit about it? Absolutely. So about four years ago, we developed something called the CEDAW Implementation Map on Women's Health. And what it does is it measures the implementation of UN recommendations on women's health. And that has had a tremendous impact on our ability to engage with the UN committee and really identify health interventions, whether they be programs, policies and laws that governments are willing to implement and that are having the impact for women all around the world. Great. I was just wondering, what is CEDAW? So CEDAW is the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women. It's a a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, What it is, is it's a a UN convention that almost every country around the world has ratified. And that means that they sign up to implementing laws, policies and programs that address discrimination against women. So you've completed a report on this subject before. Can you tell me a bit about that one and how this one's different? Absolutely. So our first report just looked at the Asia-Pacific region, and that was fascinating. So from that report, we learned that humanitarian crisis countries in the Asia-Pacific region had been outperforming high-income countries when it came to implementing policies and programs that benefit women's health. We also learned that regardless of income group, regardless of whether countries were low-income, middle-income or high-income, they implemented similar levels of programs in response to the United Nations recommendations. Uh Aha. And what does this report focus on? This report just focuses on laws. So we did a deep dive into laws that improve women's health. And this report has found some similar findings. So we know that around 50% of the recommendations that the United Nations CEDAW committee puts forward are implemented. So we know that it is a really powerful, important platform for advocating for gender equality and in particular having laws that improve women's health implemented around the world. What are you expecting to happen as a result of this most recent report, what happens with it? So the UN CEDAW committee meets three times a year. The next committee meeting is in February. So we will be travelling to Geneva to present this report for the United Nations committee. So the committee will hear our recommendations following on from the findings of the report and they will have the opportunity to incorporate those recommendations in the way that they design recommendations, in the way that they have conversations with governments around what's working for women and areas of action that they need to take. How did the report come about and who did you work with to bring it together? What was the process? 
Yeah, so it, it goes back a long way. I visited the United Nations in 2012 with the non-government organisation delegation, which was led by UNICEF Australia. And that opportunity was fantastic for me to see exactly how these committees work, what kind of work they do, how it benefited children in that case. And I took that knowledge and experience and I threw it into a women's health project. And this was really wanting to understand all of this effort and resources go into these UN committee reviews. What happens after? Do they work? What are governments doing? And I realised that these questions couldn't be answered just with a legal research toolkit and just with a public health. Needed to be a hybrid methodology that would achieve this. So, over an 18 month period, our team developed a methodology that would enable us to identify exactly what the CEDAW committee was recommending. And years later, following their review, what governments had actually implemented and what those interventions looked like. You're a lawyer by background and you've been working in health research for about 10 years. What have you experienced over that time in your research in terms of laws and health and are there any big takeouts? Yeah, I, um, you know, I began a decade ago uh, with no one really understanding what a lawyer was doing in the world of public And uh, post the pandemic, a silver lining of all the populations around the world has gone through is that nobody, nobody is questioning why law and regulation is important to health. And that has been a huge change over the last decade. And what that means is that we have a greater chance to communicate how exactly laws benefit women's health, how they fail women, where the areas of of inaction are, particularly with regard to gender-based violence. And we can develop strategies to address inaction by governments as a multidisciplinary team of lawyers, public health professionals, health economists. There's a real sort of group effort in achieving these goals now, which is fantastic. Previously, you've mentioned that law can be difficult to understand and this can present challenges. Absolutely. So I think the first part of your question in terms of what I hope sort of happens with this report As I mentioned in our last conversation, legal knowledge hasn't always felt accessible to all of us working in gender equality, particularly non-lawyers. They're hard to read, they're hard to find, and it's really hard to understand their impact. So I hope the report really helps simplify the language around laws and the sort of logic model for how laws that are implemented improve women's health. What are some of the key things you found in the report? Yeah, um, so... Uh, a huge finding from the report is that the UN CEDAW committee primarily focuses on gender-based violence when they're recommending laws for governments to implement. So that is a huge focus. There's a huge amount of action around the world to address domestic violence, to address sexual harassment, but then there is a huge amount of pushback from governments to implement laws that address sexual harassment, include broad, comprehensive definitions of domestic violence that include marital rape, for example. So these are really the key areas that we need to focus on now to ensure that that women feel safe and, and are protected by their legal systems. I suppose it's such a difficult and challenging area and there's so much that's happening. Are there any positives you saw coming out of the report? Absolutely. So 
We know that there are a number of recommendations by the UN with regard to women's health that governments following the review have gone and implemented. Um, I need to mention that women's rights activists have worked for decades on these laws to have them implemented and and benefit women, but the CEDAW committee has played a really critical role in in tipping governments over the the line and and ensuring that these laws were implemented. So one example is the Transgender Act in the Netherlands, which previously required transgender and intersex people to undergo surgery and sterilisation if they wanted to change their registered sex and that has now been repealed following the CEDAW committee's recommendation and the government in 2021 actually just offered a public apology to those communities which is fantastic to see. And what does this report mean for everyday people? Can you see it being read by a whole range of different sorts of people or is it really just for the committee? Oh, I I certainly hope so. I think there is no one in any profession or member of society that doesn't have a role to play in achieving gender equality. I think that people haven't been given the knowledge and, and the tools to do that in ways that are accessible. So I hope this report provides the information that people need to really understand exactly how law helps women. And that helps us consume the news. It it helps us hold governments to account. It helps us support um, civil society organisations or service providers that are supporting women. It helps us understand what they do and what we can contribute to that. Wonderful. Thank you for your time and all this work. And thank you for speaking with us. Have you listened to our other episodes? Search the SCAN podcast to hear more. We look forward to you joining us again soon.